You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome back to Legends Live, as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, the home of all our NBA and WNBA legends. I'd like to remind our viewers, you can submit questions during the show that we will get to before we wrap up. And without any further ado, I'd like to welcome today's guest. We have former Maryland Terrapin, former New Orleans Hornet and Toronto Raptor, and current associate head coach of the Erie Bayhawks of the G League. We've got Gravis Vasquez with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, of course, man. Thank you for joining us. With you guys, with you, and, uh, you know, we'll shout about basketball, about life. Like, I, lo- I love this. This is cool. Oh, we'd love to have you, man. First things first, how are you? How are things? Well, everything is good. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm located in Miami, living, mm-hmm. uh, well, living the dream with this weather, uh, with the family, my wife and kids, and then, uh, just, you know, seeing what, what opportunities are there for me in basketball in terms of, like, coaching. I was I was the uh, associated head coach uh, for the Erie Bayhawks. They mm-hmm. gave me a great opportunity, but uh, but uh, I couldn't continue to uh, to do the work because I have uh, an injury uh, that big bugging me and bothered me, my right ankle. So mm-hmm. right now I'm, I'm, I'm rehabbing still and okay. resting in a way and then trying to get healthy, healthy, so to see what I can do. Probably next year because I want to take my time just to just to be completely healthy. Right now, you, you rehabbing? Are you trying to like rehab to just to get you back in the coaching field? You're trying to get back to playing, or what? The, what's what's the next step after after you we get healthy? I, you know why I'm confused. I'm confused because yeah. uh, sometimes I, I I don't have it. It's hard, man. It, this position mm. right now is hard. Like with everything that is going on in around the world, it's it's just hard to. You know, I love the game so much. Uh, I'm so passionate, and uh, not be able not, not be able to to play the last three and a half years has been mm. horrendous. You know, it's it's a horrible feelings and feeling, and and to me, you know, basketball is not everything, but it's but it's part of me. Yeah. Even though I'm a, I'm a husband and I'm I'm a uh, I'm a parent, uh, I'm a I'm a brother, and I'm a friend, and 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 not be able to do what I love the most is 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 extremely hard so yeah. but with that being said i think everything happens for a reason uh, i believe in god uh, i think god got a, he has a great plan for me and we'll see what happens I'm, hmm. I'm doing a lot of different things on the side uh, that's the leverage that that you have when you play in the nba and, and, yeah. and you play for a few years you're able to to do some some other things that can help you financially and, and, and create a platform that can help you to have a plan B or C and, and then start doing something else. But uh, so right now, the love the love of the game is unbelievable, still there, yeah. and it's hard. I miss it. I'm not going to lie. I miss it. I'm, I miss playing. I, I miss I miss the environment. I, I, just, I just miss it. Yeah. I was going to ask what you miss the most, but it's not like it's just like the – the camaraderie, just like being in the locker room, being around everybody. What part do you miss the the most? Man, you know, I miss going into games 
and 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 kissing my jersey like three hours before the game before I went I went outside to warm up and I went outside to the court and warm up uh, before the game and then just thinking about you know the way I grew up and and, and being from Venezuela and 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 not not having opportunities uh, the way probably the way I wanted to. But I was, I was, I'm, I'm always being a fighter, and all of a sudden I'm playing in the Madison Square Garden, you know, a famous place, mm-hmm. and 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 I have the chance to play so many games, 462 games. So I was, I was always, I miss the moment I was meditating and thinking about that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I love what LeBron does, and 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 you know, the rest of the players, like it's more than being an athlete. Sometimes yeah. people forget that we're humans, and we have feelings, and, and we feel, and then. And we do and we and we do different things that like, just like a regular uh, normal just human, like anybody, yeah, just like anyone. So, um, I just miss I, I miss it. Yeah, being the third Venezuelan in the NBA, mm-hmm. and, and and everything that I have done in college, and and just you know everything, my whole body of work, I I, I know and I, and I knew that I can. I, I was able that I, see if I was healthy, healthy, I was able to still play and. And, and making an impact throughout the game on and off the court. So to me, it's, it's a tough time. It, yeah. It's a tough time. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, let me ask you, what do you miss least? Like, what's the part you don't miss? Is it like the, like the long practices? Or what, what part do you like, ah, I don't really miss that you part. You know why? It's, it's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough question because maybe while you're playing and, and, you, and you're an active player, you like – Jeez, I mean, going to shoot around mm. while we we losing games because I was in losing teams and I was in winning teams and 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 sometimes when you when you going through a losing season you you have to work even harder and some players don't don't get it and and everything is so hectic because we losing and and that's when you have to fight even more that's when you have to focus even more and but I missed it I was that type of player people ask me all the time well you got traded a lot yes. A lot of franchises wanted my job, wanted my work. You know what I mean, and 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 why? Because I, I wanted adversity. You know, yeah. I, I was that type of I'm that type of person. I, I don't want it easy. And and yeah. I'm not saying you know, I, I never had a chance to play on, on on a contender team and 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 display my whole game. I was just the type of player that you know went to Toronto and and built a winning culture after mm-hmm. like 10 years without making the, uh, the, the playoff. And then I got drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. That rookie year, I almost went to uh, the conference finals when KD beat us in the, in, um, bef- uh, in the series before going to the conference finals. And, uh, and to me, I was about that. I was about yeah. to, to solve problems for teams and everyone wanted me through like rebuilds and stuff like that. And, and you know, some players, we have the characteristics to to do that stuff, and you get paid for that. You got to be professional, and, and and to me, uh, you know, it's hard to tell you right now what I don't miss because I yeah. miss it all because yeah. I love the game, and 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 I respected the game so much, man, and gave me that diversity of not having anything to a point to probably have. Have it, you know, have have it all, and 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 dream big, and and meeting people that I never thought I was gonna meet, and and stuff like that, which is, you know, which is part of the whole platform and 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 the whole aspect of being an, a professional athlete, especially in the United States. Definitely. Now, you mentioned uh, your time in Memphis. I mentioned you played New Orleans, Toronto. What was your favorite city to play that you played in? 
man, I, I love I love Memphis. I think uh, I thought Memphis was gonna be a, a good place for me, but I only played there for almost a year, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know I'm loyal to the city because they gave me an opportunity. But the city that I loved the most, it was Toronto. Toronto, okay. Toronto was uh, was unbelievable. You know, why Toronto? I mean, Toronto is 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 just different, man. People, we were the only team. Still is the only yeah. team in 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 the whole country. It's a different country, and being an international player, uh, I, I can I can cannot thank them enough for everything that they you know the whole the franchise, everyone uh, there uh, was very polite, very professional. Uh, they welcomed me the right way. I, I I I mean I still cheer for them, and and Musa is my guy. You know I mm-hmm. met when I was young, he he was in. I met him in Rio de Janeiro, okay. Brazil. He was uh, he was at that time he was a, he was a scout, so a scout. So he was uh, talking about his experience and all that. Later later on, he traded for me and he was my boss. So yeah. <laughs> unbelievable, man! I, I I mean I can tell you many stories. So it was it was something like that that, that he felt like family. Yeah. It really felt like family in Toronto. So and I was happy that six years after they won a championship because. You know they they called me and and they thanked me as well. That's 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 class act. You know, yeah. and 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 that's why they won it. People never thought that Toronto in the history of the NBA it was gonna have a chance to win a championship because it's always what the super superstars are and 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 you know you know how it is. But right. uh, I got so much respect and 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 I got so much love for the city of Toronto. I mean, uh, it's my favorite. It's been my favorite. Toronto's the fair. Now, you mentioned uh, that Masad met, uh, I guess, a younger Gravis. So how did you end up? You went to high school in, in Maryland, correct? How did you end up from, from Venezuela to Maryland? That's a funny story because I went to, to a camp in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Uh-huh. And then uh, it was all, the best players at age 14. It was like basketball without border. Uh-huh. It was a lot of uh, NBA players from uh, that region, the South American region. It was like Nene Lario, Leandro Barbosa. Um, I don't remember who else, but it was, um, I think Thiago Splitter was there too. And then uh, a few other ones. And it was a lot of NBA people, NBA related, you know, NBA people, workers and scouts and coaches and and. and it, a bunch of another agents and 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 people involved with the game. So I performed really well, and I remember this guy, uh, Arturo Ortega. He's from Spain. He asked me, "Hey, Graves, do you want to go to United States get a you know get an education, or you want to go to Spain or Europe and and just play professionally?" So at the time, obviously, I needed the money. My family come from you know a humble humble background, and then uh. And, but I was always dreaming about coming to United States and going to school, going to college here. So yeah. I ended up coming to uh, the U.S. Uh, I ended up going to the Montrose Christian School in Rockville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I kind of lied because I told Stu Vetter, it's like my stepfather, uh, my high school coach. Yeah. And I told him that like, I was 6'10", 6'11", and, and, <laughs> and, and I was a 6'4" skinny dude and he was he, he the roster was full of point guards he needed a center but at that time i couldn't speak any english i came to this country without speaking any word of english so it wow. was it was it was imagine that transition it was like yeah i left my family my mom and my mom and dad got divorced and i came to the united states after going to rio 
And then all of a sudden, I don't speak any English, and I'm sitting at the at, at this history class front of the uh, in the front of the classroom, and mm. I couldn't understand anything. Mm. <laughs> so ima imagine the odds of a guy like me making it to the NBA in 2004. I remember I came to the United States 2000 uh, September 25th of 2004. Okay. I remember that day because it was my mom's it's my mom's birthday. So how old were you when you first came over? Uh, I was I was, I was 16 years old. Okay. Like when I came here, so um, I came here just because I dream about going to college, and I ended up going to a big time high school. I I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about players, and didn't, didn't know who Kevin Durant, Ty Lawson, Nolan Smith, and and all these big time players from the DMV. It, yeah. was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So uh, it was a, it was a tremendous experience, man. I think God always blessed me in, in, in many different ways. And I'm so thankful for the people that he put around me mm. because I accomplished, I accomplished so much with so little. Mm. So, so to me that, that, that is that that is what I take. And that's what I'm thankful because I wasn't trying to be LeBron James or Kevin right. Durant. I was just trying to be myself and, right. and a lot of players don't get that you know that's why coaching and helping other other players you the youth is very important to me because uh it's not about being the super superstar it's about being and, and caring about yourself and, and being you know and believing in yourself so it was a tremendous it is a tremendous story hmm. you mentioned playing with some of those guys a lot of talent comes out of DMV. What do you remember about playing with those, like particularly being a high school teammate of Kevin Durant? What do you remember about him? Man, I loved it. That was, you know, I came from tough neighborhoods back home, and then and, and going through, through you know, go, going to DC and playing in DC was the most, you know, joyful thing that I had because it was competition at, at any corner of yeah. any right. every game. Yeah, I mean, do you, you 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 needed to compete. You needed to not to be afraid. And, and, and the biggest thing about me, I, I'm never afraid. So I wanted to compete against these guys. And I think they, those guys respected me because my, my will and, and my desire to compete and get better. Because some of these some of these guys, you know, they're like, oh, Spanish dude, what is he doing over here? Right. Go, go play soccer. This is not your sport. They kind of overlook you. They, they overlook me. So, mm -hmm. so so to me, that was, a, that was another challenge. I couldn't really communicate, and I was overlooked all the time because I was a Spanish guy that had no physical aspect about playing basketball. But baseball, yes, or soccer, yes, but basketball, no, man. So I had to earn anything that I got back, you know, back those days. Mm. So how did you end up like going out of high school into college? Did you know you wanted to stay in Maryland or in that area? Was it always a lock, or did you? Were you man, trying to go like maybe see different parts of the country? Like, what was your process there? Oh, uh, you know, because my 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 story always been really tough and and hard. Mm. And all my coaches coming from Venezuela, they were so tough on me. So one day I was doing homework in the living room, and I'm watching this game Duke against Maryland, and I see uh -huh. and I see Gary Williams just yelling and going crazy to the sideline, and I'm like. Man, I love that coach. I wish he, I wish he can coach. That's me. what you need. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I need. So I, I go and like, I want to go to the school. Long story short, two weeks after, open period. All of a sudden, Coach Better called me, 
excuse me, well, Coach Vedder called call me to his office. Like, whoa, what is Coach Vedder calling me to his office? I haven't done anything, bro. I haven't. <laughs> they get in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. So I'm, I'm walking downstairs and I'm going to Coach's office. And all of a sudden, going through, we have the, the, the gym to, to work out, to lift weights. Mm -hmm. And I see Gary Williams, the guy that two weeks uh, previous that day, I was watching on the TV. And he offered me right at that moment, he offered me a scholarship. So I said, you know, coach, uh, I want to play for you and I believe in you. You know, I don't know you, but it's something about you that I love. And I, you know, I, I, see, I never took any visits. I didn't go to uh, like I, the process that nah, I wanted to go to Maryland. I signed the letter of intent and I say, uh, and it was all the, all the schools looking for me. And at some point, there was talks of me going to Texas with KD because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I ended up graduating uh, from high school with KD, but uh, it was DJ Augustine already there, so I wasn't going to get minutes. So he was yeah. a high-profile player. So uh, to me, I made the best decision of my life because then off to Maryland, when I went off to Maryland, and those four years, were the, were, they were the best four years of my life, like changed my life forever. So what, like you mentioned, you played four years. Was it ever a thought about, you know, going pro early? You know, a lot of guys go after one year, maybe two years. Did you know that going in, you wanted to stay four years or did you just kind of take it year by year? Man, I just wanted, I just wanted to enjoy it. And, yeah. and I, at some point, my, my junior year, I kind of like, okay, I, I started to realize that I, I was I, like, yes, I can play at the highest level. I can, mm. I, I'm an NBA player. But I wasn't trying to rush the process. I was just trying to really go phase one, phase two, and phase three was the NBA. I was not cheating the process. You know, some players that some players need to be one and done. Some other players right. need to be two and done. I was those players. I, I, I was one of those players that needed to be four years. Remember, I, the biggest key with me was the fact that people was they, they start overlooking and they start looking at me as an American. Because right. I went through the whole American process, high school, college, and then draft, NBA. So right. I wasn't looked at as like, like well, an international player, yeah. I said, right now, that was the biggest benefit that I had going through the whole process because you get into the culture a little bit faster instead of just coming overseas unless you Luca, you know, right. Luca and, 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 and all these inter um Giannis or Jokic, yeah, yes, all these big time players that it's different. Their mm. path is different because they super super talented. But I, I, I made myself a player, an NBA player, going through the whole pro American process. So I, I had a fair opportunity. So that that was cool. Mm. And you mentioned some of the international players. Are there any like current players you watch or keep an eye on, or like favorite player or teams uh, to watch in the NBA? You know. I, I love Luca. Luca okay. and the Dallas team is, is I mean, I, I love what he's doing. I think he's representing the culture, the international culture pretty well. Mm. Probably as of right now, he might be the MVP. I don't know. Joel he's definitely but, up there, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Joel and B is, is having a great season as well. But to me, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a student of the game. Uh, I love Chris Paul. I was watching. Mm. I hated I hated. Uh, I hate it. Like, not. I wouldn't say hey, but it was so tough playing against him. Yeah, and, and he's such a competitor that sometimes you 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 don't understand how prepared and how talented this guy is. He, he, to me, he's the best true point guard I, I play against my mm. career, and and I love watching him because everything he does is is very methodical. He right. he, he comprehend the game. He he understand the game. 
and 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 I love that. You know that that's 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 to me. You know what 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 I love the game because when I see guys that I understand you trying to like copy and paste and and then put you on flavor, right. but but. Like I said, I, I love watching games. I can watch many games. Even when I was an active player, I watched four games. I watched my games two times. I watched my reps, and, mm -hmm. and I was always studying the game. Right. So, what? Uh, speaking of KD, what do you think of like he, James Harden, and Kyrie so far? Still pretty early. They've had some, you know, some highs, some lows. But what, you think they'll be able to to get it together? You know, man, we we, we live in a country that everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And and everyone thinks that they have the knowledge of the know-how, how things go because they cover NBA and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there's something that reporters, opinions, they will never know. It's a locker room. It, I mean, it, it, when you're there, a lot of things happen that people don't really know. Right. And, and 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 that's why I respect the players because I was one of them. So you 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 got to be able to understand that. And, and to me, I think those three they make millions of dollars for a reason right. they are professionals and, and yes yeah, sometimes you can question some things that Kyrie might be doing that people don't like but you, every 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 story have three different sides yep. his like the his side her side and the truth you yep. know what i mean so like so it's so many expectations and people talking about different things and like there is a head coach that is he's getting paid to do a job Mm -hmm. And these players that are superstar, they they gotta understand, and they do understand because I know all of them, all of mm -hmm. three players, and I will I play for the Nets, also great franchise, great off, great front office. I think they will have a chance to compete in the playoff and and maybe come out from the East and see how he how they can do against any team that comes out from the West. But it's not gonna be easy. Yeah, winning basketball games in the NBA is one of the toughest things that any team can do, and, and to me, I think they will make it work. They will figure it out, and if the, if and if probably might don't work, it, it, it's a good chance as well. Well, that's why they there are trades <laughs> and, and different things in the game. So they're not doing anything illegal. They okay. are they are trying to figure it out and build, building the chemistry. So let's enjoy that. Why don't like? I would love to watch these guys play every night. Yeah, that's that's beautiful basketball, man. Yeah, you mentioned like the uh, competitors and guys, you know, taking the game seriously. I, I saw on your Instagram a couple of days ago. Uh, it was the one year anniversary of uh, the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, seven others, and you had a couple pictures of yourself. Like one looked like you know you two off the court, a couple you two playing on the court. What do you remember about playing against Kobe? Man. You know, I've, uh, the, the emotions and 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 what I feel is even now, like I I don't believe it, man. Um, yeah. And, and and you know, it's it's hard for not only Kobe and Gigi and, and the seven others that were there, because we also got to pray for their families as well. But Kobe, man, Kobe, his legacy still on. I mean, what Kobe did, I don't think any player. I think he, I, I think he's even bigger. Than Jordan, and I'll say with base. I think, and I was in Italy. I was in Bologna when that happened, and I couldn't believe it. And mm -hmm. and, you, and, and he he stopped the whole world, man. And then, you know what's sad that we had to lose him, him to to. I mean, we, he was recognized, but well, we found out later how like great, 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 great he was. You know, mm -hmm. and, and 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 great ones 
like him and being gone is so hard because he he led by example. I mean, everything, even even the adversity, the Mamba mentality is is a style of living, and, and Kobe was a human, but but the Mamba mentality is is is, is something else, you know. Is and and he did it perfectly. I think we, my favorite player, my hero, I grew up watching. From my bomb bed in Venezuela, Kobe played and I ended up playing against my hero. Spoke mm. to him in Spanish, spoke to him in English, and unbelievable. I mean, this guy knew what he was doing. Best competitor, his presence, his legacy, everything that he'd done, man, is 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 missed, and 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 his legacy will still on for for the rest of you know for the rest of our life. Definitely. Now there was a picture. It was you two. I think maybe after a game, before a game, you two were holding up a, a, a envelope. Yes. What was that? Yeah. What, what was that envelope? Oh, what was that about? A, it's a letter. It's a letter that I wrote on behalf of my country. You know, because he was going to the farewell and playing against like his last season, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was I wasn't be able to play because I, I I was I was hurt from I was hurt that day. I, that week, and I, I, I was so sad that I couldn't play against mm-hmm. him that 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 night. So I, re- I requested to to you know see him and give him a letter and and in behalf of my country and myself and and just you know thank saying thank you and telling him how much impact he made on on, on all the kids and and the youth back home and and we're gonna miss him and we're gonna love him and we're gonna support him and 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 that's what we're doing and then mm-hmm. and to man to. The whole world that was uh, that was the saddest uh, day and, and the saddest news that we ever heard, and, and to, because he he made a tremendous impact in the world. Yeah, definitely. What uh, you mentioned it earlier, and I saw an interview some of you with Karam Butler talking about you know going back, giving back to the community in Venezuela. Uh, what does that look like for you? What does like giving back to the Man, community that, that, and young that, kids look like to you? That's that's one of the most important things to me. I mean, uh, for a guy like him from nothing and ended up making his dream come true, making an impact in, in my community is important. And I say my community because uh, it's a lot of kids back home that, that they don't have the access. Right. Like I didn't, but I, what I thought. But I, I don't want these kids to have it that hard. I want them to actually work with the right resources and, and giving back, man, and, and, and helping others is what this is all about. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm all about, helping. Mm. And, and helping other kids making their dreams come true as well. But in order for me to do that, you know, I got to do my part. I got to educate my community. I got to invest. I think people, a lot of people just mm. throw money and, and, and right. think it's going to solve everything. No, man, it's, it's not the money. It's actually educating and using that money. The time. To you know what I mean? For them to understand what is going on, to have an opinion, to to hold your ground, to 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 just to be educated and, and do things with a purpose. And, mm. and I always say this, do the right thing when nobody's watching. That's that's a major key with the youth, and, and that's what I do. So Gravis Vasquez Foundation, mm. uh, just trying to make an impact in my community and help others. That will bring, you know, I, I don't work with one community in particular. I just work with everyone, but especially my country because they uh, i mean they need tremendous help and and that's you know i try to do the best and and, and the most that i can do to help others hmm. now uh is that something you were always passionate about like you knew even you know as a young kid you knew that was something you wanted to do or was it something like when you came over to the united states 
you realized you wanted to give more back or how did that has just kind of always been in you? No, it, it's always been in me. I, I mean, uh, uh, imagine I, I wasn't be able to wear two pairs of shoes in Venezuela and, and I was able to do so much with so little sure. that when I came to the United States and, I, you know, you watch different brands, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, which is my brand, you you go like wow if I can take this to my country help others these kids I don't have access to it to a pair of shoes for example then then more NBA in Venezuela will have more NBA players yeah. but not having not not having access is hard man we even though we're going through tough times here in the United States we're blessed you know we are mm -hmm. blessed this is a beautiful country and and, and a lot of things have to get better. But and 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 it will get better because we are smart and, and and you know we we we're gonna we're gonna make things happen. But a lot of all the countries, third world countries, they really struggling. Yeah. They, they they really don't have any access and, and and energy, electricity, water, stuff like that. And and, and imagine, you know, how you have guys athletes have to fight those factors in a, uh, in order for them to make it. At the highest level, that's that's tough, man. So when I got here in the United States, I just wanted to help my people the right way and educate them, and, and that's why. And then I'm gonna continue to do that because I, 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 that's what I've been doing. Hmm. Got the. Uh, before we get to a couple questions from the viewers, I want to know what's one thing that Coach Grievous would tell 16, 17 year old player Grievous. What's one a bit of advice? That you would give to yourself you were 16 17. um it's about it's to me it's about doing the right thing when nobody's watching so uh, i'll tell i'll tell young graves like hey man you know what continue to do the right thing when nobody's watching continue to continue to believe in yourself people's not gonna people's gonna doubt you mm. not, not a lot of people's gonna believe in you but if you if you have it in you and you're a fighter, you you will figure out a way. So to me, you know, jump Gravis or any 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 young athlete, I will you know that I, I'm trying to talk about my experience and tell them, you know what, it's not going to be easy. It's only 460 or 400 and some players in the NBA. How many countries are there in the world? Yeah. So it's not that many players that can make it. So what are you going to do with special that? The scouts are gonna select you instead of any any other talented player. Hmm. Doing the little things and doing the right thing when nobody's watching it give you a great opportunity uh, to have a chance to make it. So to me, it's about that. Definitely. Check in with uh, Bridget and Julio backstage. I think we got a couple questions from our viewers. We'll see. First question we got from the real Matt Money. Matt says, "Do you think coaching makes you miss playing more than if you just stepped away completely?" Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, uh, it does. Coaching mm. makes me miss it more because I, I kind of like I kind of was forced to not play it anymore. Right. And, and that was hard. Like if you retire like like the way, and and even when Kobe retired, he said he didn't miss it. He played for 20 years. I only played for eight, seven yeah. and a half, something like that. So it's hard because I I know. So right now, if I'm healthy, I was I, I probably. I probably um, I was able to play or continue to play. So to me, yes, coaching 
when you don't retire properly because an injury or something extra happened in your career and you were forced to not to you know not, not to continue playing you start coaching then yes uh it makes you miss it so much definitely a next question from i got that cliff cliff says how much fun was it beating duke your senior year it was a dream come true man it was a, it was the one of the most unbelievable memories that i have because coach k the duke pro basketball pro was you know they, they top they one of the best probably the best uh, around the country so beating the best is always the most important thing that's when you know you can do something and, and, and that help you to believe in yourself so that was a tremendous experience for me Let's see, next question guy here from broski sauce he said who's your favorite terp uh, to watch since you graduated well you know i i will be honest as well i watch i watch some of my uh, terrapins but uh when you in the league it's just so hard to watch college games yeah like i was so disappointed of myself now i watch a little bit more and 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 I and I, I think my favorite is called Turgeon. I think he, mm. what he's done and and the way he recruits, you know, he put guys in the NBA. His program, you know, I think I think we're close to do something big, but it's you know in basketball it takes time and and yeah. and, and to win right away or win a championship is hard, yeah. and win a title in the NCAA tournament is not for the NCAA is not it's not easy. So. I mean, I, I don't really have any favors. I, I think I'm, I'm a tough coach. I think I, I, a lot of players are very, very talented. Some of them made the NBA, but I'm not, I'm more like I'm more like Gary Williams. I, you know, okay. you're gonna have to earn it with me, and, and okay. you have to go go through through the tough times with me. But I, but I love I love Maryland. Uh, I think eventually I will go back and work with with the school, mm-hmm. whether it's coaching or, or doing something. But I. Um, I think Maryland changed my life forever, and 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 I and and, and I owe Maryland so much. Like I, I, I don't have enough to pay the school back, and, and my coaches, and my people, and my teachers. Mm-hmm. But I can always give them love and trying to do my best representing the school. Definitely. Let's see, if got any other questions here? If not, we got one last one. We like to ask all our legends before we let you go. We're getting together part two of our, our legends playlist. Getting a couple songs from everybody. So, what's a song like? What are you listening to when you're, you know, like you said, taking your kids to soccer practice or out and about? What uh, what's in your headphones? What are you listening to in the car? Hey, man, you know, I love Drake. Obviously, Drake is is trending and then big time. But I like my 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 reggaeton. Okay, I love uh, I love Back Bunny. Okay, I love my salsa as well. I love I love Oscar de Leon. So you know, I'm I'm pretty diverse. I, I, I like a little bit of everything. I like rap, obviously, and 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 so sometimes people don't understand me because I'm been in this country 17 years. So they go like, "What? Well, well, you like salsa, but you like rap? Yes." And I like jazz as well. So I, I my repertoire is pretty is pretty diverse. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yes, sir. Got you. Are right, we gonna keep you too long, Gravis? No, you got uh, things to do. Thank you so much for taking this time and joining us, man. Oh, thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, appreciate you, and uh, it's it's fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you. Oh, of course, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Right, that'll do it for this week's Legends Live. 
As you know, we got new episodes live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern here at the NBA Alumni's Twitter page, Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitch. Like to remind viewers, you can watch replays of any episode at legendsofbasketball.com slash legends live. You can catch the audio replay to our conversations by searching for Legend Studio wherever you get your podcast. Like to thank you to Gravis for joining us. Big thank you to Bridget and Julio behind the scenes. And we'll see you next Thursday. Oh, my God.